guys, and welcome back to the ninth episode of the Couch on Ice podcast. I'm your one host, Rylan. And I'm the other, Jordan. And just a small little recap as we do every episode. So last week we talked about the Finnish team for the 2022 Olympic hockey team. And a lot of interesting news about Panarin and Babcock, which I've got some more to a little bit say about Babcock in this episode. And it is... About the same story as last week. Mm-hmm. Awful guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but so this this week, like we mentioned last week, uh, we'll be talking about the Swedish team. And next week, we'll be talking about the German team, which I'm actually very, very excited to talk about. Even though I guarantee I won't know a lot of the players that make their bottom six. Yeah, but I their agree. top six is interesting. Mm-hmm. And they got a couple of like really good players. Like, you know, the reigning Art Ross trophy winner, the reigning Hart trophy winner, uh, a Kid who just went third overall and is playing better than the first overall this year, uh, that being Tim Stutzla. And yeah, so, but before I keep talking about next episode, let's worry about this episode. And we'll start off like we do each with the Finnish team. So, Sweden. Or Swedish team. Yeah. That's what I meant. They're, they're both the same place. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's, let's start with you. Who do you got in yeah. your forward group? All right, so to start with, Obviously, the first name I've written down, Nikki Backstrom, absolute beauty. I had Pedersen first, but okay. <laughs> He's my second. And then I had Pedersen, Gabriel Landeskog, Philip Forsberg, William Nylander, William Carlson, Zabanajad, Lucas Raymond, Lindholm, Ricard Raquel, Victor Arvidsson, Andre Barakovsky, and Nyquist. Interesting that you put Lucas Raymond. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, because mm-hmm. I, I put him in my honorable mentions, but I didn't put him in. I put uh, same names pretty much. I put Landeskog, Patterson, Zabanishad, Backstrom, Willie Nylander, Philip Forsberg, Victor Olafson um, from Buffalo. I know, crazy. I put a fucking Buffalo player in. <laughs> uh, uh, William Carlson, Ricard Raquel, Victor Arvidsson, who, by the way, is a big question mark. I'll talk about him in a second. Uh, Lindholm, and then Andre Burkowski. And then my honorable mentions, I put Nyquist, Backlund, Raymond, and Kempe. So with uh, just a couple of question marks with this team, and might as well get into Lucas Raymond since we just mentioned him. Really big question mark because he hasn't played a single game in the NHL yet. Mm-hmm. However, was drafted fourth overall by the Red Wings. Very talented kid. Very talented. Is he going to be ready for this jump by then and i saw a lot of people writing about it like he's that skilled look i get that he's that skilled imagine what people would have said if you told them that uh lexi lafreniere was playing how he is now before he was drafted right exactly like if if, and and like my my biggest point with it goes to quentin byfield was drafted two spots ahead of him Mm -hmm. and for good reason he doesn't I get it. Canada is in nowhere near the same level of depth that right. any other country has. I don't care what you say. Canada can make a second team that's as good as America, U.S.'s team. Yeah. F- Finnish, Sweden, Russia, any of them. Like, just yeah. as good. But he didn't sniff. Like, as a question. Like, And mm-hmm. I, I think Byfield eventually will be an Olympic player. Oh, absolutely. 2022, not a fucking no. chance. And that's why I'm hesitant on Lucas Raymond Mm -hmm. when there's players that I didn't put in personally and and that you didn't with with that being Silverberg that's the first one that comes to my mind Silverberg he's not bad Um, Gustav Nyquist I don't see why there's a chance he could make or there's a big chance he could make the team Victor Arvidsson who injury problems obviously I'll talk about him in a second too but like there's a whole bunch of other ones like Backlund I, mm. I would pick over him for that fourth line, like because Raymond's not gonna unless he comes into the NHL next year mm-hmm. and lights it up right away. I don't see him making it. The reason I put him down was that I figure if this kid is as good as everybody's saying he can be, they might want to give him some minutes, some Olympic time. For I I hundred percent agree. If they're expecting if he does start to make that big jump, and they're expecting him to be a big centerpiece for them potentially yeah, in the future. I I agree with that in 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 a lot of ways, but the the biggest reason I don't is because there is so many 
what like I said, there's already some really key players. Two, that's a lot of pressure for mm-hmm. a young kid coming in. And three, Sweden have aspirations for gold. Mm, absolutely. You don't just throw in a kid for experience for next year when experience in the NHL is as good, if not better, than a world or um sorry, the Olympic. an Olympic game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like as the so like that's why I don't have him as a thirteenth forward. That's where yeah. he lies for me in the midst of. Obviously, I didn't put him in just because like my thirteenth forward was Burakovsky. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like who is playing on the second line for Colorado, who is a lot of people's cup favorites mm-hmm. and mine as well. Like it, it's just I think there's so much depth on the Sweden team that just doesn't make it now complimenting him in a big way very very skilled kid and i think Mm -hmm. he's going to be a star in the nhl an Mm -hmm. all-star and i think he's going to be a big piece on that red wing team if you said the olympics were in 2023 yeah could be a big different story Mm -hmm. then you're asking a different question i just think it's a little too soon for him i can see that and the way the fact that i put olufsen in who plays on the worst run hockey team in ever <laughs> pretty much well arizona's there too i can't I even say that, say that. <laughs> but but in buffalo who this year the most embarrassing team in the league yes yeah, and unquestionably because the teams that are below them are i believe it's ottawa detroit and maybe vancouver but vancouver had a really just slow start they're starting to find their feeding and the other two and the other two are supposed to be bad they want to be bad they just want to take steps forward they don't want to be good they want to pick up pieces for the future they want the first overall pick this year which is up in the air again but that's again later news yeah I wouldn't even talk about first overall picks around Detroit fans oh I know they might have a heart attack and flashbacks they'll drop the 12 but no so it's just yeah, this this forward group is very good. Just case in point, very very good. I think Landeskog will probably be the captain. I would imagine. Um, it, it's for me. It's between him and Victor Hedman. Yeah. Maybe even Nick Backstrom. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think those are definitely the three that should have a letter. Yeah. yeah. But there's other players that are there. Like OEL's a captain. Mm-hmm. He. I don't think he'll wear a letter because he's. Yeah. But uh, Eric Carlson. Yeah. Again, captain in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Klingberg. He's a big leader. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, there's a lot of leaders on this team, but just skill-wise. Like, a first line, I, I don't even know how they're going to line up with it, but I assume it's going to be, like, Landeskog, Pedersen, and X or something. I don't yeah. know. I genuinely don't know. And then, like, Backstrom. It, it's pro- I think it'll be Landeskog, Pedersen, and Zabanishad. Yeah. And then Backstrom, Backstrom Nylander. Yeah, and with Nylander and like Forsberg, probably Forsberg. Forsberg, yeah. Forsberg's stacked. He's so good, and so like, but like looking at this team, and wow, yeah, it's good. Yeah, they've, even... they've got a lot of good players for things that people don't think about as well, like yeah. special teams. Yeah, they have penalty killers on this team that are also very good. Mm. Carlson, William mm. Carlson, that is Elias Lindholm. Uh, Nyquist if he makes this team yeah. Backlund if he makes this team some Backstrom can play on the penalty kill I don't think he will at that point but just yeah, just age, for like especially. age and him playing as many minutes as he already is and he'll be on the power play yeah so that that I think that's a very key but that that's pretty much all I got for the forwards very good that's yeah, all I have to say yeah, very good Depth is great. Got a couple of players who can play center who will end up playing wing. Like, I think, Patterson and Forsberg. Mm-hmm. And, and Lindholm, honestly. He, you never know. He might play the fourth line center or something. But, no, very good. I think this is probably the second best offense we've seen. Or third, sorry. Yeah. Um, behind Canada and the U.S. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the firepower the U.S. have, just for sheer yeah. goal scoring, I think this beats it. Yeah. In, yeah, it's a very well it's very well built it it's gonna depend on chemistry big time yeah and sure. how the players gel together and are able to make make it work and play as a team 
that maybe the U.S. doesn't. But just on paper, this is probably the third best offensive group. Yeah. Speaking of great groups, let's move on to the defense. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, very. Very good. Even more solid. Like, this is probably the best defensive group in the tournament. Yeah. Like, better better than anyone, I think. I like, on paper, at least. Obviously, there's some question marks with some of these names who, or are they still good? But I'll start off with uh, my list here. So, I actually, I, I technically haven't finished my list. Okay. But that's because I have four, or sorry, I have two extra names that I can't decide between. So, I'm going to decide on the fly here. So, I got the obvious ones being Victor Hedman, Klingberg, Rasmus Dahlin, Eric Carlson, and Oliver ekman Larson. Mm-hmm. Those, for me, are staple points. Yep, they have to be in the team, unless they fall off a cliff this next yeah, season or which something. Would be or injuries, obviously. So, then it comes to the sixth defenseman and the seventh defenseman. And the four names I put were Jonas Brodin, Hampus Lindholm, Oscar Kleffbaum, if healthy. Yeah, of course, with his bone cap. And Eklund. Mm-hmm. For me, Clefbaum makes this team healthy. Healthy, agreed. I don't... Predicting injuries is a dangerous thing to do because it's impossible. It's strictly impossible. You can find out who is more likely to get more injuries through their careers, but like, based off that, can't tell when. Even even keeping it in in the theme with Sweden, if you had told me that Henrik Lundqvist would be back on the ice, I wouldn't have believed it. You know? And and we'll be talking about him in a minute too because mm-hmm. I got something to say about that after. But so for the four defensemen, like Clefbaum is a must if he's healthy. yeah if he's healthy certainly. After that, I don't know yeah. because it, it depends what you want. It yeah. really depends what you want. You want a more offensive guy, you go Hampus Lindholm. You want a defensive like shut down guy, you go Jonas Brodin because yeah. he's great for yeah, the penalty absolutely. kill. Like imagine a penalty kill with him and Hedman. Yeah, it, you're not getting past them. You're just not. And I mean, Ekholm can honestly play on both sides, which is extremely and, helpful. And that's very helpful as well. Looking at this team that I have as staple points, I put in quotations since you guys can't see me, um, they're very offensive-minded defensemen. Yeah. With Eric Carlson, Klingberg, OEL, is he, he, he's a very good defender as well, but he thinks more of offense too. Yeah. Uh, and the same with Dalene. Mm-hmm. I would probably go Brodeen or yeah, Ekholm. Brodeen for sure would be my first pick. That That's for me, because it, it all depends on Clefbaum. If Clefbaum's not there, you go Brodeen and Ekholm, yeah. in my mind. Yep. However, it all depends on how the season goes, because a couple of years ago, I thought Hampus Lindholm was going to like run for a Norris Trophy down the road, and he hasn't come close to that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to pretend like he's that good. He's very solid defenseman. Very good. And he can play... Top four and probably any team in the NHL, besides like Tampa, maybe yeah. just because he's left-handed. But it, it's it's just very it's very tough. But I would go based. What I'm trying to say is I'm gonna go with Hedman, Klingberg, Deline, Carlson, OEL, Clefbaum if healthy, and Brodine. So that's what I went with. So what do you have to say about the defense? I have every single name you've said. Okay. I've got, <laughs> do you have any honorable mentions that? I've got Victor Hedman, Aline, Carlson, Klingberg, Oliver ekman Larson, Ekholm, Lindholm, and Jonas Brodin. And then my honorable mention would have been, obviously, um, what's his name? Did you say Clefbaum? Yeah, Oscar Clefbaum. So, yeah, it, it's just very... Uh, it's a very good defense. Yeah. Holy shit. It is. Like, when you have those names that you're contemplating about... Yeah. I, having Ekholm as your, like... Seventh your defenseman? Seventh de- fucking option. It was, it was fucking That's incredible. It, it truly is a great defense on paper. Yeah, of course. We, we gotta stress that. These are on paper good teams. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't can... predict chemistry when players like Zach Cassian and Connor McDavid have fucking chemistry. <laughs> it's unpredictable, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Unless you have past um, facts and history with yeah, it and such. But, no. So, we'll, let's move on to the goaltending, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Because there's two, two like, starters that are amazing. See, I found, honestly, that the three names I picked 
I didn't think that there was any other option. Obviously, yeah, the aforementioned Me Henrik Lundqvist would have been a good option, See, but he's passed the torch on. And, and that's I have him in my honorable mentions because he's back playing. I I don't want to sit here and pretend like oh he's going to be back in the NHL and a star goalie. We don't know. Like that's yeah. that's a serious thing. He had heart surgery. Yeah, and he may never play again. Yeah, especially at a professional level. Exactly, and that high of level. However, he wants to play. Yeah. And that's that's big. His mentality says he wants to. If he can overcome physical, he will play. Yeah. And I think he makes his team over the third goalie I yeah, have. Yeah, I agree. So, for me, the top two goalies who are making the team and battle for starter, honestly, oh, sure. is Markstrom and Leonard. Yeah, I agree. It's a given. My third goalie is Olmark. Agreed. Yet another Buffalo player. Surprising, because it's the fucking goalie. <laughs> Who, he's not bad. I'm, no, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he's awful. Because he's a, he's a very competent goalie. Yeah. He just plays in a shitty place. Yeah. And, and he's just not nearly as good as... No, nowhere Marcia near as good as Marshall and Leonard. Who, and right now, it's just a questionable thing. Because if you were to ask me before the season started... Who would you pick? I'm picking Leonard. Yeah. Any day of the week. As good as Markstrom was. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't Leonard. sure if it would translate over on the new team. And also with Flurry kind of taking the job from Leonard this season. Not that that says anything. They have two starting yeah. goalies. Yeah. But it, it's it's going to be a battle between them. And it's just who's got the hot hand. Yeah, That's exactly. all it's going to be. And I don't think whoever they pick it's not going to mean that's the better goalie. Yeah, it's but, just that's who's playing yeah, best. Maybe right who had now. a better night in training or whoever or, just or, fits the lineup better. Yeah, or played the game before and yeah. if you he, someone gets a shutout in shut the game. Shutout, yeah, exactly. You're you, playing the next day. Yeah. Unless it's like against Germany or I shouldn't say Germany, they're pretty decent. Um like Denmark or yeah. Kazakhstan or yeah. some bullshit like like they you're going to fucking probably yeah, get a you're shutout. Ex- you're expecting to do decent. Yeah, so but no, it, it looks great. Yeah, I think this team, team is probably the third best. Yeah, if not Pushing second. second yeah. I, I honestly, I would put. I'm gonna. They're second for me. I have them over the U.S. The offense is less, but I, I got a good feeling about their offense. Yeah, and it, it's obviously it sucks that we can't like be like it's not like the tournament starts tomorrow <laughs> where we could be like see if I'm right. We're gonna have to check, like what fifty well sixty episodes down the road or whatever but it, it's it looks good it looks very 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 good, good. very exciting. very deep yeah which is important yeah and that's something we were like um very harsh on russia and finland for they didn't have the greatest depth yeah in every position yeah whereas, this team does yeah if if somebody who would normally make this lineup for sure gets injured and they're not going to be healthy in time there's lots of good options which and like you just said not every team can say that that's that's the exact point and something that people may forget the last winner of who won gold in the olympics that we were nhl players were allowed to play in. i'm not going to pretend like the last winter olympics counts for this because in the nhl uh vision i guess you could say or the fans of it, that that's a write-off. It doesn't count. for. It obviously counts as an Olympic medal, but yeah. you know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. But Canada won, obviously. But they played Sweden in the final. Mm-hmm. And I get it. That was a fair time ago. I think that was in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. I could be very... Oh, no, 2014. Sorry, 2014. It would have been. Because Crosby schools in 2010 to win gold. So they played Sweden. And a lot of players that were on the team... They're on this team again. Yeah. Like half of them. Yeah. And they're older and still elite. Elite, yeah. So it, it's, and honestly, some are better. Like Victor Hedman's the best defenseman in the world. Yeah. In the world. Like he is the new age um, Lindstrom. Yeah. He really is. And like Landis Cog's great. Pedersen is a superstar in the making. Yeah. And, and Backstrom, obviously. Backstrom elite, still elite. Especially when it comes to just the mentality, yeah. right? Like the, the vision and everything is just unbelievable. Nylander is turning into... He's inconsistent, but when he's hot, he's hot. Fucking yeah. good. And there's Victor Olofsson, who very he's very young, but he's shown a lot of promise in 
a place like Buffalo. I know I keep harping on Buffalo, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So, like, it's just just some interesting names there and great depth. I like the way that they can be built because they're built on both sides of the ice. Yeah. Whereas certain countries, maybe not as much. So. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think this is the second best team. So, if we're doing a quick power ranking of the five teams we've already done, I got Canada one. No surprise there. I got Sweden two. U.S. three. I got Finland four. And I got Russia at five. Yep. And I, I assume you have it pretty close, if not. I The only thing I change is I think the U.S. at two and then. Yes, yeah, and it's three. so close. It to is call. so close. It is so it close is so to close. call. So that, that's all we got for the Olympic points of the episode. So let's move on to some uh, recent NHL news. So there's, I actually have a lot here mm-hmm. to talk about. Not, not too much big happened. It was fairly quiet week, all yeah. considering last week. Um, there, there's some stuff I want to touch on, but big thing on this episode is there was a lot of either fines, suspensions, hearings for that such this week, mm-hmm. and some of them are worse than others, obviously. So let's start with the obvious one, Ovechkin, who is fined $5,000 for spearing Trent Frederick in the balls. <laughs> okay, I get that's like sort of funny. Especially like, after Frederick drops the gloves ready to fight ready and to Ovi fight. just brushes him away. That is yeah. absolutely hilarious. But you can't do that. No, I agree. That's, and that's, why that's the fines. rule, let alone of hockey, of men. Yeah, no, I you, agree. You, the balls are off limit. They they are. It's yeah. just simple. Yeah. So I'm I'm not surprised he only got a fine for it. He got the maximum the max fine, fine yeah. for um for spearing. No suspension, because there's no suspension no. worthy. It was it was a stupid play out of anger. Yeah. And I understand completely why Frederick wanted to drop the gloves. Oh, I You can too. get Ovi off the ice for five minutes and some momentum, yeah. especially if you beat the piss out of Ovi. Yeah, imagine like, you beat the shit out of Ovechkin and you're like, what, 21 or whatever? 22? Yeah, he's, I think he's 21. And he's... It, Bruins fans who are listening, if you don't know who this guy is, you're happy, because... He is a prick, and I mean that in the best way possible, because he fits the Boston mold of, yeah. of just an asshole. Yeah. A masshole, as they call him. So, um, well, moving on from that to some more suspension-type news. So, uh, Blitchfield has a hearing for his hit on Nathan McKinnon. Uh, if you hadn't seen he hit Nathan McKinnon to the head, skating to the bench. Uh, it was on the, it was like at the center ice there. And it, he will get suspended. Yeah. One, and I don't agree with this statement, but that's just how the NHL works because it was on a superstar mm-hmm. and arguably the second best player in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, yeah, he's going to get he's going to get two games. I think. Yeah, I, I would not more be surprised. eyes on it. Right? Exactly. So many more eyes on it. And if imagine if he hurt McKinnon. Yeah. And, yeah. No. Not which I haven't heard any news about McKinnon if he's hurt or not. And obviously, the second thing is they have. Pretty much a zero tolerance when it comes to head hits, right? and, and as they should, it's, yeah, it's, it it's almost dangerous. ruined Crosby's career. It ruined Eric Lindros's career. Yeah, it's it's absolutely like, it's so dangerous, and that's why football players can't play for nearly as long. Exactly, time, right? As brain injuries, so it, it's it's a big deal. Luckily, the hit wasn't bad. Yeah. he wasn't going for the head, and that's a big point that's, I want to yeah, put out. Obviously, is the intention. If if you're an Avalanche fan or just a Nathan McKinnon fan or like losing your lid over this, calm down a bit. He didn't mean to go for the head. Yeah. He wanted to lay him on his ass. Yeah, but he wasn't aiming for his. He head. wasn't aiming for his head. McKinnon was scrouched down skating, and yeah. as anyone does, yeah. it was too high. It was a dirty play. Not intentionally. He didn't go elbow first. Yeah. So I'd cool it. He will get probably a, at least one game. Uh, I think he'll get two. Yeah, just because of who it sure. was that he hit. But uh, we'll move on to the the chase on suspension, which I think was funny. Um, it, it's The suspension was soft. It Listen, it was very, very soft. But it just sets a precedent. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason he was suspended for the game. So... If you don't know what happened, the Leafs beat the Whalers, and Chase Ong got really pissed off, so he cross-checked Jimmy BC after the game. Mm-hmm. It was a dirty cross-check that would have gotten him a penalty, probably two, mm-hmm. maybe maybe more. 
but it would have been two, at least. He's getting a suspension because it was after, after the, game. the game. The buzzer went, unless it's a scrum, you don't cheap shot someone after the game. Yeah. Or else there should be, because it should carry over to the next game. Exactly. You bring that energy. From. And a suspension's harsh, but it sets a point that if anyone does this, done. Yeah, for a game. No tolerance. You yeah. sit and for a game. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world. It's just a game, so... That's just something, uh, just a couple of suspension talk I wanted to talk about, because it's just interesting, because we hadn't seen much of it at all this season, and then then boom, 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 like, but it's getting close to the point where teams are, we're only six, I I think it's five or six weeks away from the trade deadline, which is really close if you think about it. Well, and these rivalries are great. These rivalries are great. Like, they're they're constantly playing each other, which you got to imagine, they're chirping the whole time, which is so good for us fans and and analysts to to like read into it just makes it so exciting and it's also to the point where there's teams are figuring out their place in the standings and what they need to do Mm -hmm. so with teams are figuring out if they're a playoff a cup contender team a playoff team for sure if they're bubble if they're at the bottom and like are done like teams are figuring that out right now and trying to offload stuff so speaking of offloading I want to talk, I, I know I don't like talking about the Leafs, but I have to mention this because this is the only trade stuff I've heard recently. Well, I got two trade things actually, but Leafs are looking to pick up a, t- a middle six winger, which makes sense. And I, I've heard Forsberg's name out there. Listen, it's not going to happen. No, it's not that. going to happen unless you trade William Nylander. They won't do that. No, that'd be dumb. I shouldn't say they won't. Dubis won't do that. As long as he's GM, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares are lifetime Leafs. If he can happen, yeah. make it happen. Those four are his guys. So, it, it's just interesting. I've heard Michael Granlin. They try to get in the offseason, apparently. Which is an interesting pickup if they do. Because mm-hmm. Nashville would have to retain 50%. And some cap would have to go back to Nashville as well. Because that's how close the Leafs are to the cap. So... It's interesting to see who would go. It would probably be Kerfoot. In my mind, it's Kerfoot if they can't make the money work. Mm-hmm. But that seems like a bit of maybe an overpayment. overpayment and it doesn't yeah. make sense for Nashville to just take. But I don't know. It We'll see because hopefully, in, in Leafs' mind, hopefully they have an injury that lasts the regular season. Yeah. And it's then it doesn't count against the cap. But we'll we'll see. So like that's just some news that the Leafs are looking for a middle six winger, and a bigger trade news that I want this something I want to talk in depth about is is Jack Eichel, and we might as well get into the Buffalo stuff in right now too. So if if you haven't been paying attention to NHL or been living under a rock, they're bad. They're bad. They are a complete shitstorm and a dumpster fire team. They are bad. The management's bad. The ownership's bad. The coach is bad. Everything down is bad. And on paper, the team isn't, which is interesting. But they play like shit (laughs) right now. They don't play well together. What it looks like out there is 18 skaters playing for 18 different teams. Mm -hmm. One on each team. Like, it, it makes no sense. They're not on the same page. Obviously, I talked about the Jeff Skinner stuff the uh, a couple podcasts ago. I can't remember which one. But he yeah. was getting scratched. I think it was uh, episode yeah, 8. Yeah, healthy scratch. But healthy, scr- healthy scratch, $9, nine million. million. And let me tell you, okay, Jeff Skinner's not worth $9 million. He's not a bad player. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of sick in hearing the Jeff Skinner talk because everyone's like, oh, what a bad contract. Yes, it's an overpayment. If he was making six, six and a half, people would still be complaining. Yeah, it bites, but it, it's like, okay, That's, I can see it, where you'd get that. You score 40 goals and he was a consistent 60-point guy. That's fair. Yeah. I Maybe a that. little high still, but like, like that's like a five million, five to six million dollar player, I'd say. Yep. Nine million is an overpayment, yes. He's still a good player. He just plays in a shithole. <laughs> and I don't mean Buffalo as a shithole. I mean the team. So if anyone in Buffalo listens, wow, 
I, I Buffalo's You've pretty. You've been to Buffalo? I have been to Buffalo. Oh, okay. It's, it's actually not that bad. Buffalo's pretty nice. Fair so, it's very, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a mess there. And I remember a couple of years ago when we were talking about McDavid, like, when is he going to leave? When is he going to be fed up? We forgot all about Jack Eichel. This team was bad five years ago. They were bad. Yeah. Draft Jack Eichel. We got our, we got I wouldn't call him a generational talent at all, but a yeah. superstar. Yeah. An Great absolute, guy. yeah, a guy you can build a whole team around yeah. easily. Yeah. Then next year, I believe is the, or sorry, two years later, first overall pick, Rasmus Dahlin. Oh my God, they're, they're set. Yeah. They had a bad season. Whatever. First yeah. overall pick, gone. They haven't gotten any better from that. Mm-hmm. Any better at all. They aren't good. They need to get rid of Ralph Kruger, like, so bad. And they won't until the end of the season. I think in the offseason, they'll offload him. The guy has a losing record in the NHL. And he, when he left coaching, it or sorry, when he left the NHL the first time, it wasn't even to go coach hockey. It, it was soccer, which is fine for, like, a career. But if you're looking to bring an NHL coach to a team that's looking to be good, mm-hmm. why would you bring someone who left hockey to go be an advisor for soccer? Yeah, that it's very weird, very, yeah, very weird. Bring in somebody who's been around hockey. Exactly, and look how many good ones out there: Jared Gallant, uh, Julian. Now, obviously, he wasn't then. Like it's there's some very good coaches out there, and but would you say yes to Buffalo? I give you a blank check right now. To go coach Buffalo. Are you saying yes? So I'm probably not. Your reputation's done. You go to Buffalo, yeah. your reputation's done. I mean, here's what I'm thinking. Personally, I'm never coaching again, so yeah. But if I had any hopes okay. of ever Let, let's say, an Let's say that's your dream to be an NHL coach. I give you a blank paper and say, you have to coach Buffalo Sabres for five years. And you want to be a coach after that stuff. This is a stepping stone. Do you take that? as your no. Exactly. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's crucial. And that's why these comments are coming up of Jack Eichel getting traded. And I heard rumors that he's going to the Rangers. Cool, cool it a bit with the Rangers. It's always the Rangers. If it's not the Leafs... Yes, it's the Rangers, exactly. If it's not the Leafs, Canadians, or Red Wings, it's the fucking Rangers. Yeah. So, listen, I, I, I don't think the Rangers are going to get him. They probably have the best chance... I will say that. I don't know who's going to get him. I'm not going to sit here and speculate trades because Jack Eichel trades are... They are going to be so much. And Buffalo's going to lose the trade for sure. Like It doesn't matter who they get. They could get Alexi Lafreniere. They're going to lose the trade. And I don't mean that any disrespect to Lafreniere. It's... Jack Eichel is probably a top 10 player in the NHL. That's the difference. He's established. He's the better player going back. And it, it really all depends. I heard with the Rangers stuff, I heard like it would be Capo Caco, a first, and some other prospects who are lower down the totem pole, like B B plus level prospects, such. So it's very, very it's very interesting to me. Cause I could see Bu- I could see Buffalo trading Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. I could see Eichel wanting out. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be a part of a franchise that doesn't win anything ever? Yeah. Hasn't made the playoffs in nine years. Yeah. Nine years. Sorry, guys. If you can hear that, that's our neighbors revving their engine, being annoying as hell. So we apologize for that. But back on Buffalo for just another half a second. They're bad. <laughs> it's the easiest way to close out Buffalo. They're bad. Eichel needs out. They need to rebuild not the team yeah the franchise franchise, they need to go through and just yeah get rid of people get a coach who fits their system yes get get probably just can't kick an owner out because he owns the team but like it's just bad 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 all around and the bad part about this team is for me it's not like they're financially a financially weak team in the NHL. They are in the top half yeah. in financially. Like, 
there there's certain things in the NHL like there is a flat cap and you can't just spend a uh, 150 million on player salary but there's scouting salary which are very important to find all these gems mm-hmm. there's yeah um, especially co- overseas yeah there's other coaches and like assistant coaches and stuff like that there's trainers there's all this small intangible stuff that costs money yeah and coaches too a big thing with like head coaches Oh, the expensive. big coaches, they're expensive. Yeah, they're millions of dollars expensive. And it, everyone thinks, oh, just sign them. Some some teams don't have just $5 million a season to be paying a coach. Yeah. A lot of teams don't. Yeah. So it, it's very, it's just very something that they need to go through and fix. Like with Arizona, it's a money problem. And that's why they're dumpster fire. Yeah. Buffalo is just a poorly run organization. Yeah. So moving on before I get so deep into Buffalo that we don't talk about anything else. Just uh, just a few things. So Chara, he made his return to playing the Bruins. Yeah, it was in Boston, I believe. Yeah, it was. I had Hell of a game. It was a good game. It... Obviously, it doesn't mean as much now because there's no fans, which is really upsetting. As much as I am... I don't want to say I don't like the Bruins. I just... I don't, but like... It's nothing against them. They're just annoying. No, yeah. They're just good. That's why I don't like them. It's nothing against the Bruins. Yeah, they've been good for a while. They're too. very... Exactly. And it's the same reason everyone hated the Blackhawks in the early 2010s. Yeah, and the Kings too, right? Exactly. They were good. So, it, it's, it, it sucks. I, it would have been much better if the fans were oh, agreed. Much yeah, better. Could you imagine the, the oh, standing ovation? It, it would have been great. Made, when they touched the ice. So... It, it, it's just something we want to touch on. It's like cool that he came back. They yeah. did a really nice uh, tribute video to him returning, which is nice. Yeah, he's been a hell of a defensive asset. Yeah, he's been he's been very good for the Capitals on their bottom six, and still don't know why Buff or uh, Boston didn't I don't sign him. Know. It, it it baffles me a bit, but it just seems like moving on. Yeah, I think they're hoping he retires. Retired, yeah, they were definitely expecting him to so. have retired by now. But no, so that that's all I gotta say on that. Just, just kind of something to touch on, and some other stuff to touch on. I, I don't want to talk about Hamilton yet. I want to talk about him in a bit. I just want to go through some some of this because I have a lot here to talk about. So let let's just go through um, so some injuries. Let's go through some injuries. Oh my God, there's some bad ones. So Derek Stepan is out for the rest of the season with shoulder injury, which sucks. I. It sucks so bad yeah, for him because definitely. and Ottawa. Ottawa trades a second round pick for Derek Stepan to be come in and be a leader to these young kids. And then he says he doesn't want to be there, wants to be traded out because he doesn't like it in Canada, and or he doesn't like playing in Canada, I guess. And he wanted to move back, and then he gets injured for the rest of the season. And he's at that age where he may never return. Yeah. He will play another NHL game. There's no doubt. My, unless he retires, obviously. The, yeah, I, but will he be the same? That's the big question. I don't think he will. He's at that point where he's on the back nine. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping the best with it, obviously. But yeah, no, I, I just don't. It is so much harder at that age to, to come back physically. It is. So, and... Well, Jordan will say some of his, too. Yeah. He's got uh, some. The other two big ones that I saw was uh, Linus Allmark is out for a month with a lower body injury. Yeah, which hurts Buffalo big time. Yeah. Because Carter Hutton, I believe, has like a 1-7 in seven record, which is bad. And like mm-hmm. an eight eight an 880 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know, very, very below bad. average. Very bad. Mm-hmm. That's like playing two games and losing both of them bad <laughs> like and, uh, and the other big injury uh was ryan ellis out for four to six weeks with yeah, upper body injury which is sucks for nashville yeah it's gonna be a big hit it's a big hit i mean nashville already suck and now they all they can do is defend now they can't even do yeah, that now they lose their guys he's good at that yeah so and uh, he probably would have been traded too which really sucks actually no he wouldn't have he's an untouchable yeah he's an untouchable but deemed that by the national team nobody's not untouchable by the way yeah if you give the right assets away yeah i mean you pay somebody 15 million right like well and for a trade aspect i mean i mean yeah, yeah connor mcdavid right <laughs> i'm Who's taking on that like <laughs> exactly so 
Um, and then one more injury I had here, but it's not someone who you recently got injured. He's been injured for a bit. Vladimir Tarasenko. Right. There's yeah. there's reports out there that he might be making his return this week on this yeah. road trip, which is huge for the Blues because he was supposed to be out for the whole season. Yeah. My personal opinion on this, and it's nothing against the Blues. It's not like I want them to be bad or anything because they've been very good without him. Yeah, don't. Rush they should it. wait. Yeah, they don't should rush wait. It. When he comes, because when he's there and healthy, he is awesome. Oh, yeah, he's at thirty. He's money for thirty goals. Mm-hmm. Easy, mm-hmm. easy thirty goal player. So it's just uh, I I hope he comes back. I hope he's healthy because I love watching him play because he's so entertaining. Yeah, so good, so good. But he needs to. Yeah, he needs to get over this injury bug. It's been five years or something now that he's yeah. been injured. Yeah. Like, really like recover. obviously he's came back in that span and stuff, but like he's never, he's always tweaked some, yeah. which isn't good. So that that's pretty much all I got for the injuries standpoint of it. Let's talk about some rookies here. Some interesting stuff about rookies here. So I got, obviously, let, let's start it off with someone who's from around here, sort of Western. He played in the WHL, my boy Dylan Cousins, who was amazing in the world juniors fantastic second best player in the world juniors he has his first career fight last night yeah it was a gem too and he fought ryan lingren of the new york rangers who's a big boy mm-hmm. like i think he's six five and like 230 i think he's a big big boy and he threw some bombs mm-hmm. and dylan cousins just went Unleashed, and it was a very good fight. Both sides too. Lindgren held it in there very well too, but Cousins threw a couple big hits, and I just I wanted to point that out because I think that's cool. Yeah, I love that. And so something good out of Buffalo <laughs> at least. But no, um, moving on to another rookie who was probably the best. I shouldn't say probably was the best player in the World Juniors, Trevor Zegers. Yeah. Who tried to score his first ever goal with a Michigan. It was a good attempt. It was so close. It was close. It was close. He is good. Yeah, he's he really is good. going he's to confident. be a star. Yeah, he's he is your typical American player though. Very cocky in a good way. In a good in way. a good way. Sometimes a little overboard, but that's beside the point. And he's just, he knows who he is. He knows he's very talented. Anaheim stole this player in yeah. the draft. I think they got him ninth. Don't quote me. I don't remember. Maybe even seventh. But they got him like later. Yeah. He should have been wow. top five. Yeah. Based, if you do a redraft, redraft obviously that yeah. draft is very good because Dylan Cousins is in that draft as well. Yeah, Kirby deep. Dak was very in that deep. draft. Um, who else was in it? Uh, oh my God. Jack, uh, Capo Caco and Jack Reich, or not Jack Reich, sorry, um, Jack Hughes. So, like, that was a very good draft, obviously. Very, yeah. very. So, it's just nice to see. And yet another rookie getting his first goal for the Carolina Hurricanes, Jake Bean, mm-hmm. who he's had some games under his belt for, uh, I think he has about 50-ish. Don't, yeah. Maybe not quite, but I think he has like 20. But he scores his first goal. Yeah, he's starting just, to get his foot st- in. Yeah, he's line. starting to get his foot in the door, which is great. That's what yeah. you need. And we've been waiting for this kid. I know, I, personally, I have. Because Carolina has probably the best defensive depth in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't get in. He was like an eighth, ninth choice defenseman. He's a first or second round pick. Yeah. Like, very good player. So, it, it's just something that it, it's nice to see. It's nice to see him get in the lineup. Yeah, we're always a fan of rookies. Exactly. And finally, our last rookie, who I just saw here, I missed it. Uh, Drake Batherson, who scored six goals in six straight games. Obviously, at the time you're listening, the Ottawa just lost to Montreal 3-1, which, by the way, was Ducharme's first win as coach. But um, So he didn't score there. So that's where the streak ends is 6-6, six and six, but very good yeah. for a rookie. Yeah. And, a, and a rookie who was thought of to be taking a, a big step, but nobody knew how big. This is huge for Ottawa. Yeah. Something they need if he can become a good top, top six, six player. Yeah. Perfect. perfect. That's what they want. That's from. what they need. Yeah, exactly. So it's just very, very good to see him performing well. And I hope he keeps it up. 
But let's let's move on to another Canadian team I want to talk about too. The Flames. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I, I just need a second to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. comprehend my thoughts. So if if you watched their warm up the other night, it describes their season. It was hilarious. It, they were falling over each other, they were bumping into each they other. They looked drunk. They did. Yeah. They they looked like novice hockey players yeah. who had never who moved all from like Western Eastern Canada to Quebec. Yeah. And never made sure once and spoke different languages. After a night out. After a night out. Yeah. yeah. Like it it just they have not been good. They have struggled. And Marsham has been phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Vesna Trophy candidate if the Flames could actually fucking win a game. And I don't understand what is going on there. Yeah, because they started really hot. Started pretty hot. And they cooled right off, as did the Canadians, who we'll talk about too. But just very, very interesting. I don't know what to make of this Canadian division. Because everybody's up and down. How it goes is the Leafs are one. Jets are two. This is not standing, by the way, so don't go in like... Yeah. DM me and be like, oh, you're wrong. But Jets are two, probably. And then it's... Eh. And then Ottawa. <laughs> it's very, like... Yeah. Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Vancouver. Vancouver. They're all in that They're all area. in that meh. Yeah. And two of them are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, two of them. Two of them will make the playoffs because the Jets and the Leafs... Leafs pretty are first. Certain, yeah. Leafs are going to get first. I it is impossible. Yeah, it would be, not okay. It's it not impossible. Crazy. Extremely improbable that the Leafs will not make it. Jets they have Connor Hellebuck. Enough said. Don't need. And their top six is as good as anyone in the uh, North Division. So you know when it's as good as the Leafs and the Oilers, even though it's just McDavid, Nuge, and Drysital. But that's still a good top six. Um. Like the Oilers are good, I, I based on where the midseason is, I would not be surprised if they make it. I still think Montreal's got it to make it. They have sucked though, which I'm moving on to, segueing into. Holy shit! Yeah. What happened? Well, it just seems like they've had to completely rehaul their coaches. They this week they've just fired their goalie coach as well. Yeah, which I think is more of a mental thing for Carey Price because he's been bad. Yeah. And. When I say bad, I'm not talking Carey Price bad. I'm talking NHL starting goalie bad. Yeah, He has struggled big time. Jake Allen has way better numbers. And everyone's saying, oh, just play Jake Allen for a stretch until he gets his game. It's like, yeah, true. So you're paying Carey Price $10.5 million as a backup? Yeah. Like, And I'm not saying that. I still think he can bounce back. And I, I heard a couple stuff online and I read some stuff. That everyone's like, oh, well, Carey Price isn't good anymore. And yada, yada, he's far from his elite. Yes, he's far from being the best goalie in the NHL. Probably has to go to Vasilevsky being the best goalie. Oh, hands down. But, or, or Connor Hallebuck, one of the two. I'd go Vasilevsky personally. But anyways, it's he's still very good. Yeah. He's just tired. And, yeah. and he, he is. And I know that's... Everyone's going to be like, well, he's getting rest now. He has a good enough goalie to actually play games for him. Being a goalie is the biggest mental battle of all time. Yeah. And when you're that good for so long and you lose it, you yeah, just need to find it again. Yeah. And and I, I'm not going to say he's going to go win another Hart Trophy. He's not. He, he Those days are done. Is he a number one NHL goalie in the NHL still? Mm-hmm. Yes. I do Certainly. really believe he is. Is he top three goalies in the NHL? Probably not. I'd probably go Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, and surprisingly, I'd probably go John Gibson. Considering <laughs> he plays on Anaheim, who are not very good. But he's incredible. Oh, he's so, so good. Like, it's, it's very... It's very unfortunate is what I can say about it. I think Montreal will find their feet. They need to shoot the puck more. Yeah. They have so much confidence coming in and it's just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And they they just need to 
Yeah, and actually with the new coaching staff, they'll find a footing eventually. Yeah, and and with how bad the rest of the division's playing, they don't, I don't think they have to yeah, worry too, too much. Yeah, it gives them a bit of a brace. It does. And so for myself, I... Oh, sorry, excuse me. Um, I, I have them making it probably at four, yeah. which I, I don't remember. I think I had them two when I first did it, but that's just because I can't remember where I put well, them. I think you might have had them at four. Maybe I did. I can't remember. But... <laughs> Well, so after, well, yeah, I'll, I'll look back. But, no, so moving on to the actual best goalie in the NHL, Andre Vasilevsky, who just had his third straight shutout. Yeah. And I get it. That division is the worst division. Weren't they all on Edmonton? What do you mean? Or wasn't at least, like, one of them on Edmonton? No, Vasilevsky plays in the... Wrong division. Oh, yeah, That's Tampa. <laughs> yeah. No, you're thinking. You're thinking of the Leafs series. There's two shutouts yeah, for the Leafs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, like, and then Dave the other been, game. been pointless in the, in the They had one point. Their team had one point wow. in three games. The Leafs, in a three-game series, beat them 13-1. to one. Wow. We're not here Sorry, to talk yeah, about the continue, fucking Leafs. <laughs> I don't want to sound like TSN. So, uh, um, Vasilevsky, three, third straight shutout, and it was against good teams. Mm-hmm. It was against, I believe it was Dallas, Carolina, a bad team, I think. Yeah, but, two but still, two very good teams. Who Florida, who is probably second best team in that division right now, just the way they're playing. Carolina, well, third best right now. Like they're, or sorry, I didn't say Florida. I meant Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Dal- Dallas. Who they're coming in? Yes, they lost a lot of games, unfortunately, because of the stuff that went on in Texas with the storm. And COVID protocol and such like that before, but it, it's it's yeah. just ultimately it, I think that'll help them because yeah, their well, their issue has been injuries, right? It's, yeah, no, for sure, and it will. They're they're getting games under the belt. They played so many less games, and they're not even in the last. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, shows how bad some of the teams are in that <sighs> Detroit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tough days. um, but yeah, no. So it's just uh. Very good week for Vasilevsky. Like, incredible yeah. week. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out for him. And then we got Mark Stone in Vegas. Five assists in a 5-4 OT win against the Wild. What a game. Yeah, hell of a game. What a game for him. Like, one of the best individual performances I've yeah. seen in a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, certainly from anybody putting that up would be would be impressive. Very impressive. He There's a reason he's captain. reason they signed him to that big ticket and well, traded... Eric Branstrom for him. I know Eric Branstrom hasn't found his footing in Ottawa yet. He he'll is be a good. blue chip prospect. Yeah, he'll very be good. good. He'll be good. Yeah, so, but no, and I mean it. It makes sense, right? Because he's he's an absolute gem. So, yeah, he is, and it's just something very good for Vegas, especially with how good Flurry's playing. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's considered the best at what he does at his game, right? And oh, he's for showing sure. it. And, like, he really is probably arguably the best defensive forward in the NHL. Well, that's what I mean, right? Like, he's considered... Exactly, with what you're just saying. For his archetype, he's considered the best at what he does. Yeah, and he's in that category with Bergeron, Couturier, um, who both, and Kopitar and stuff, three Selkie winners. Yeah. So, and I think Stone was robbed of one, um, not this past one, but the previous year. So, it's, it's just... Nice to see how good he's playing. Yeah. And let, let's go back to Canada because I missed this. Actually, no. Let, let's go with the Blues quick. Um, I want to talk about them again. Not just them. Just one player. And Jordan Bennington, who <laughs> tried to fight the whole Sharks team. Oh, he was pissed. He was so mad. So he gets pulled from the game. And he skated up to uh, Devin Dubnik. And was, like, trying to fight him and stuff. And Dubnik was just like... Obviously not having that. I'm fine. <laughs> it was just really funny because Dubnik's way bigger, mm-hmm. like probably three, four inches bigger than him, and probably like 30, 40 pounds. Yeah, it, it looked like when Mike Smith fought fucking was it Cam Talbot? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, it was really yeah. It would have been a mismatch. Bennington, who he's kind of hothead. And Yo, if, for sure. if you don't know some stories, you should go and read some because he's had a very interesting ride to the NHL. And no, it, it's just, I found it funny. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I got a good chuckle out of that. But we'll move on to a, more Canadian teams and then we'll end off with talking 
about, I think I just have one more, two more things to talk about after that. So first off in the Canadian division, again, more Toronto talk. William Melander has been phenomenal mm-hmm. as of late. He's such a streaky player, but I just wanted to point that out. Well, that he, I think he has four or five goals in his past four games or something wow. like that. Very good. And he, for a streak there, the past three goals scored by the Leafs, William Nylander, all hmm. at one point. I think it was in their first shutout against the Whitehurst when that happened. Or, or first game, actually. So, just something there, which is great to see. And then the Oilers, they claim Staylock off waivers. Yep. Very good. Very, they very good. Way. And I know Staylock, he's not a fancy name. They need a goalie a like that to come in. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mike Smith's been playing very solid. And I understand that, but an, an injury comes, they don't have a third goalie at all. Yeah. And if you guys know how I think at all, I think Koskinen is the worst starting goalie in the NHL with very good reason yeah. to think that. So it, it's just it's just something good for the Oilers fans to look at. And that's about that's about it for the Canadian teams I got actually. So the, the final two things I want to talk about, I'll let you decide. What, you, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Hamilton or do you want to talk about the Blackhawks? Let's talk about Chicago. Let's talk about Chicago. Okay. So I just got some questions here, mainly for us just to answer right away. But Kane for Hart. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? How, how likely? Okay. Sorry. Actually, let me backtrack a little bit more. So Blackhawks. Right. Are they legit? Do you have them making playoffs at the one-third halfway point of the season? No. Goaltending. You don't think Lankinen's the deal, hey? I don't know if if that's the issue. I just think that in terms of the longevity here, right? This is... I know, but I'm just talking about this season. No, I know. I just mean right now, like, if if something happens to him or if he... Just gets a knock or something, and he needs a rest. Like have nobody. Yeah. Right. I, like yeah. that's my I mean, issue. Ma- Malcolm Subban's okay. We were really hard on them for no goaltending. I think I was more hard on them because neither of them are starters. Subban's a backup. Backup. In the NHL. Yeah. No. Certainly. He's, he's an backup. NHL backup. Is very capable. I like Lankinen, and the way he's playing, he's gonna win the Calder, mm-hmm. if not Caprizo. No, he's been. If he's they make the playoffs, excellent. he wins the Calder, and. Like, my money... Or, I shouldn't say my money, because I wouldn't just try to be lost. But my vote would go to him. Mm-hmm. For me, it's... I, I agree. I agree I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think it's necessarily the goaltending. I think it's going to take a step back, slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lankin is not really going to... big step so far. Yeah, he's hard been to incredible. That, that. So, it's just interesting, because they're playing very well. Their rookies have been incredible. Yeah, and so, obviously, like you just mentioned, Patrick Kane. Patrick, yeah, absolutely. Oh, on fire. I think he has uh, 17 points in his last, like, 13. Or 21 points in his last 13. I mean, it's the Patrick Kane we all know and remember, right? Exactly. And so so back on to the question I'd already asked, is he a hard trophy candidate? He could be. And, yeah, for me as well. So big big reason. So we're talking about this because he's carrying the Blackhawks. Scored his 400th goal the other night, which, awesome achievement. Congratulations to Patrick yeah. Kane. And I mean, it makes sense that, that he's putting up numbers right now. They're leaning on him, and they have to, right? And he's their guy. He's been their guy forever, yeah. offensively. Yeah. Like, obviously, it, it's just impressive how they're playing, because Taves is out. Yeah. They had no goaltending coming into the season. Well, and that's what I mean, right? Like, without Taves, obviously, Kane is the guy. Like, if, if yeah. you've got Taves in that lineup, you can argue which one is... is yeah. They obviously put their impacts in in different places, but without Taves in that lineup, Patrick Kane is the name. Well, and, and another player to mention who's not in the lineup is Kirby Deck. Yeah, who he had a he, he didn't have an amazing rookie season last year, but at the same time, he was drafted third overall. Certainly, NHL and worthy. yeah, like he made the jump real early. I think he could have spent another season in WHL yeah. dominating. Yeah, for sure. For the just um, physically he's just so yeah. big it's hard to keep him there right and like it, it definitely and then in the bubble he just emerged yeah. as like this kid's what he good. was expecting he is him. going to be good and i 
He's going to be elite. I I do think think he's going to be an elite player. I think he's fantastic and the future number one center of this team. Yeah. And it's hurting them. But some players coming in like Kurashev. Yeah. Suter. Like Lankinen. Like Mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. So great players coming in in the absence. And like I I said, I don't think they're a playoff team. Yeah, no, me neither. I, I do think that Kane has a shot to make the playoffs but are, are to win the heart but they need to make the playoffs so well let's let's talk about our final thing we have to talk about and because this podcast is getting a little long here um <laughs> we'll uh talk about dougie hamilton the hurricane so so some interesting stuff i read that they're both hamilton wants to stay in carolina bad hmm. he really wants to stay in carolina no surprise they're a very good, young, energetic team. He's a number one, number two defenseman on that team. But he's going to get paid. I don't know if he will, though. If he, stays, question. if he stays. If he stays, I don't... Problem is, is for money, it, in a normal NHL season, yes. Yeah. 100% he would get paid. Probably paid. seven, eight million. Yeah, probably. I don't think it's that at no. all. I think, uh, I, think I think certainly contracts right now will be shorter and they'll be less... Because, because of the flat cap, yeah. because of how much money, because apparently I heard that the NHL projects to lose two hundred billion dollars. Yeah, or sorry, our, uh, two maybe it's just two billion, not two hundred. Um, but two billion dollars. That's a fuckload of money yeah. to lose to on lose. a business too. Yeah. Keep in mind, like this is a business, not everyone treats it as a hobby, and I and we're doing it right now, we're treating it as a hobby because it is. But in the grand scheme of things, it's yeah. not a thing without it being a business. Yeah. It, while it is an unfathomable amount of money, it is, at the end of the day, somebody's money, right? Like, exactly. And it's these owners who are taking big cuts on this. And they, I mean, I think it was like 20 to 25 of them said they wanted to play. Yeah. So, they are. I know at least 10 said they were fine with not playing. Yeah. But, no, it's... But but back to Dougie Hamilton anyway. Sorry, we went on a bit of a tangent. But no, it's they're they're in a tangible gap is what the word's been thrown around. That's interesting. But they want they both want an extension. Yeah. No, I knew they wanted to keep him for sure. Which obviously understandably lightning for yeah. Him. And last year before he hurt his uh, before he broke his leg was awesome. Awesome. Oh, like a point per game pace. Yeah. No. Like Norris level top, top four he, of in he could have yeah, yeah he was up there at that point with John Carlson to win the, the Norris. Yeah. And if he hadn't gotten injured, I definitely could see him. It would have been a tighter race, yeah. 100%. So it, it's just interesting because we don't know what the gap is between. Where's Carolina starting? Where is Hamilton wanting? Right, like because... My guess is he's wanting 8-9. to nine. Yeah, because if I'm Dougie Hamilton, coming off of the... the the how good he's been i'm wanting to like yeah my first number is going to be nine mil and yeah. i'm dougie hamilton honestly and because somebody it, would take that yeah in a normal nhl world yeah, in a normal world in a normal world if i threw out nine million and i'm a free agent somebody's taking that yeah for sure um yeah a lot of teams would I think Carolina's more at the range of six. Yeah, and that's what they're probably aiming six, for. Six I'd say six, six and a half to seven. I think they're around. And Yeah, they're expecting to pay them, but they're just not going to want to They don't. Pay yeah, it, it's them. a big gap, so it's got to be at least a million and a half between yeah. that gap. If they say there's a... Yeah, or even two. Yeah, oh, I'm saying at least a yeah, million yeah, and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. So it's... It's interesting. I think they will get a deal done. Yeah, I not think during so the season. No, it'll be after the season. Carolina, it'll be a late deal. Because everyone was like, "Oh, well, maybe they should trade him to get assets." Don't be stupid. Carolina is, if not a cup contender, if there's a category between a playoff team and cup contender, they're right. Then that's them. Yeah, they are just as capable to win as Tampa, Colorado, and uh, Vegas, Toronto. Tur- Nah, I don't put. I put Toronto with Carolina in that range. I people are getting way too hyped on Toronto when they're playing in. Yeah. I don't want to say a bad division because it's not a bad division. One of the lesser divisions. Exactly, and don't get me wrong. Toronto's been playing very good. 
Still don't really have a starting goalie. No, yeah. Freddie Anderson's Freddie, been not the Freddie Anderson he used to be. No, he's he's really struggled. I think he's gone by the end of the season. But Maybe. that's something for next episode. But that 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 does it for our podcast for this week. Yep. And if you'd like, go follow us on our Instagram page, Couch Our Nice Podcast. I still have not made a Twitter account because I am slacking. We're gonna say that every week. <laughs> yeah, every week until we get a Twitter account. But until then, go follow us there. If you have any questions, DM us on the Couch on Ice podcast. We'd love to hear them. Yep. But for now, we'll catch you on episode 10. Have a good one, boys. See you later.